This is another Ridercast 7. This time I'm, re- I'm going to be talking about Common Rider Kabuto, or Kabuto, as some people like to say. Kabutops? No. Anyway, so first to start off with the meta information, there were 49 episodes. It started airing on January 29, 2006, and it ended airing January 21st, 2007. Uh, the first episode is called The Strongest Man, which makes sense. There's a great uh, little meme or no, it's a, it's in a movie. Gosh, heard about it from Sono. Um, that's Sono, your face of uh, Uncommon Cast RX, um, and Laser Knees of the Toe Network. You should check them out. They've got good, good, good stuff. Anyway, um, it was a net movie where uh, T- Tendo's character says, uh, <laughs> um, "If he's the stronger, because they're watching Kamen Rider Stronger in a theater for some reason, then I'm the strongest." And uh, he switches from Japanese to English, and uh, anyway, it's funny. So, um, yeah, episode one was called The Strongest Man. Uh, it was written by Shoji Unamura. Oh, Shoji Unamura. Interesting. And directed by uh, Hidenori Yoshida. And then the second episode is called The First Two-Step Information. What? It's called The First Two-Step Transformation. Sorry, I'm... That was dumb. I totally misread that. And it was also written by Shoji Unamura and directed by Hidenori Ishida. A fun fact about uh, Shoji Unamura, he is credited for working on the Monster Rancher anime. The intro song is called Next Level, and it was performed by Yuki. The lyricist is uh, Fujibayashi Shoko. The composer arranger was uh, Cher Watanabe. Interesting. And... Uh, Yuki is apparently of uh, writer chips. Didn't know that. Did, don't know those kinds of details about the music. As far as pseudo-actors are concerned, um, I can confirm that uh, in this series it is Seiji Takawa who plays Kamen Rider Kabuto. Um, I purposely... Well, never mind. It doesn't matter. Uh, but there were a bunch of Zect troopers featured this episode too, so let me see if I can figure out if I can scroll down quickly enough to where they are, because I really did want to include them. And I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, I think they showed up to three to six at a time, and it wouldn't surprise me if they end up being uh, nor- you know, regular stunt people or if they end up playing uh, other writers in the show, because I know that Kabuto has other writers. Um, not and other writers, just other writers who, um, who come into the show. So let's see. I'm still scrolling. Ah, uh, here we go. Actually, in this, anyway. Um, here we go. The Zek Troopers were uh, Hirofumi uh, Fukuzawa, uh, Jiro Okum, uh, Okamoto, and Miho Kojima, who I haven't heard of. At least one of them. Let's see. One. Only one of them, it looks like, becomes a series writer later on. So kind of surprised me. I wonder if there are stuntmen who do more stuff in Super Sentai or they do uh, monster acting because uh, it's cool that it says suit actors on the on the uh, writer wiki and stuff, but it never really talks about the monster suit actors. And that's kind of a underappreciated role, I guess you could say. That's all the meta information I'm interested in sharing. So I will go ahead and get on to the premise of Kamen Rider Kabuto. Worms that crashed to Earth when a uh, comet hit uh, and destroyed the Shib- Shinjuku or Shibuya? I can't remember. So one of those sh- places in Japan, bigger city type place, I think with a tower, uh, got destroyed. 
apparently these worm life forms were somehow on there, and now they are masquerading as humans. They're killing them, taking their identities, and multiplying to what end, I don't know. But the company Zect, which seems to be a paramilitary organization, possibly a branch of the government itself, I don't know, it's very unclear, um, has the authority, or has seized the authority, unto itself to deal with the threat of the worm and work towards exterminating them through use of little machines called zectors that connect to belts, which allow people to become masked riders. Oh, it's called the masked rider system. How cool is that, huh? And anyway, um, we've got people in zect. So only certain people are qualified to be masked riders or to utilize the masked rider system. Um, Kagami thinks he's one of them and... Uh, Tendo Soji knows he's one of them because his grandmother told him that one day yada yada yada. So that's pretty much it. Um, interesting premise. So Comrade Kabuto definitely has a cast. Uh, we've got Tendo Soji who is Comrade Kabuto. He's been training for it all his life. He uh, knows who he is and he knows way more about the plot I think than what's going on because he seems to be keeping secrets from his sister and for some reason the show wants to keep um that's kagami over there in the back he works for zect uh the show keeps wanting to put um tendo over or make him look better than kagami over and over and over again um so i'm going to do the same thing in this uh, little discussion about it um tendo and his sister juka live together and he cooks for her all the time uh she's got a fun spunky personality she I think she gets that her brother's really weird, uh, but she doesn't care. She just rolls with it because things are good for them, I guess. Uh, this is uh, Hiori. Um, she works at this restaurant that Kagami works at because his work with Zekt is a secret. Tendo ends up going there. They have some really weird interactions I'll talk about in a minute. This is Misaki. Uh, Misaki works for Zekt as well. She seems to be higher in the company than uh, Kagami. And her immediate superior, I believe, is uh, Tadokuro. Yeah, Tadokuro, there we go. Um, he's like a very stoic, very quiet, serious guy. And uh, yeah, so that's the cast. Their interactions all seem kind of weird. Like there's kind of natural pairs, which there's Juka and, um, and Tendo. Of course, they go together. They're brother and sister. He's her guardian parental figure, whatever, taking care of her. Um, they have a really breezy, nice relationship and uh, their conversations are fun. He makes breakfast for her every morning, it looks like, and he tries different things out. And she's, um, <laughs> anyway, she seems to be sensitive to the changes that he makes in a positive way. Like she's a bit of a connoisseur because of how her brother cooks for her. And that's a really fun thing. Um, uh, to, to, to Mr. T, um, the stoic guy, uh, he orders Masaki around. Masaki has a really strong presence. She um, she almost feels like she could be a writer. Um, I'm going to compare her a little bit to uh, Yui, also from Comrade Kiva, one of my favorite Comrade characters of all time, possibly one of my favorite fiction characters. Anyway, um, she she has a very commanding presence. She's very interesting, very cool, and uh, I like her. She treats um, Kagami with some contempt and disdain, possibly because he's her kohai or her uh, junior uh, in the organization, for all those of you who aren't as into uh, Japanese stuff as me, as weeby as I am. Anyway, um, but like she seems really cool and capable, and I'd like to see more of her. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, so... And then, of course, like I talked about her relationship with Kagami and how uh, kind of contentious it is. Um, and he, is very, he's very eager to 
prove himself in Zect. Um, he also seems to be uh, very eager to prove himself to Hiori, who he works at this restaurant with. And um, huh, Hiori is interesting. She uh, is a bit of a wallflower, perhaps. She's a withdrawn person. Um, she's standing at a, uh, I don't know, a wares stand. I'll call it that because these ladies are selling trinkets or whatever. And they totally ignore her and she doesn't speak up for herself. Sounds like something I would do. Um, but uh, Tendo comes along and he chides them for being such bad employers or entrepreneurs or business owners or whatever. He's like, you're ignoring your customer. How dare you? Um, and then she talks to his motorcycle because it has a, a nail in its tire and she pulls it out and she says, oh, it didn't puncture the wall. Everything's fine. But like, you'll be okay, girl or boy or whatever she calls it. And uh, Tendo remarks how odd it is that she won't speak to people, but that she will speak to machines. <sighs> so that's interesting. Later on, Tendo ends up going to the restaurant that she and Kagami both work at together. Uh, she's a cook. It is her first time cooking and she makes a mackerel miso, I believe. And uh, he compliments her on that. Um, she's thankful to him uh, kicking these uh, rude foreigners out of the restaurant, these uh, gaijin you know, that are in there. Uh, I don't know if they're European or white or American or what, but they're all white guys. Uh, so that was kind of funny. They were smoking in there, being loud and stuff, and he uh, he kicked them out. It was fun. Fun scene. Um, but let's see. So then, uh, yeah, Hiori. Hiori, like, Kagami really wants her attention I don't know if it's romantic or just because they're co-workers, he wants to be friendly with her or whatever, but he can't get it. And this is another... So I'm switching to talking about the characters and how they... So, like, I guess overall I'll say, like, their chemistry is interesting. Like, it, it kind of works. Like, I don't know why. Oh, and then... Sorry. When Tendo goes to the restaurant and he has her mackerel miso, he loves it. He thinks it's really good. He thinks it's better than his cooking, and apparently he's a really good cook. So that's pretty cool. Um, an interesting thing about her. Um, or an interesting... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate it, so I'm just going to skip past it. So help yourself, audience. Um, but she, uh, well, I don't know. The cast has these interesting interactions, and I don't quite understand them, and I don't quite understand what Hiori is supposed to be about. Um, I feel like she's going to be a big deal in the show, and I don't know if that's stuff I've absorbed through osmosis from being a writer fan for like eight years, or or if it's just a sense that the show gives. I mean, her doodles are superimposed onto Kabuto's armor and stuff in the OP, so, like, you know, there's another sign right there. And she, Kagami, and Tendo are walking away from each other uh, in the OP as well, as if they're, like, three segments, or they represent three segments of the story or something like that, if you can put stock into what the OP has in it, which sometimes you can and sometimes you can't, so I don't know, but just the impression I get. But you know, very interesting. I'll pause talking about the cast's chemistry and interactions together to talk about something uh, that seems really strange. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about it right now. The show seems content, or intent rather, on taking everything that Kagami might value and giving it to Tendo. I didn't mention this, but the uh, Zect are little robot bug thingies. So there's a Kabuto Zect, or Zector rather. The Zector chooses not to go to Kagami when he has the belt on. It instead goes to um, Tendo when he has the belt in the first episode and in the second episode. And in the second episode, you are led to believe that there's no way that Tendo um, can get the Zector to him or that he can get the Zector to come to him, but he says he can't. So it looks like he can't. Um, the worm that he's fighting or confronting seems to have that same understanding that it can't get to him. And... Uh, Kagami is far away, sort of, and he is all set up to get it, and it doesn't come to him. It comes to um, to Tendo instead. Um, 
there's a motorcycle made for Kabuto or the Kabuto rider, and uh, Kagami likes it. He mentions how cool it is. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, what's the lady's name? Me. Masaki ends up riding it and taking it to a location. And then later on, Tendo, as Kabuto, gets the bike and he takes it. Um, Kagami wants Hiori's affection or whatever. He wants to, he wanted to, to eat the mackerel miso that she was making. Tendo ate it instead. Um, uh, just, it's really weird how there's all these strange things going on. And one of the first interactions they have when they meet, uh, Tendo is walking by slowly holding his, his, um, that gelatin, it's not gelatin, it's soy-based bean paste in a cube. It's white. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to pause until I figure out what it's called. And of course, it's tofu. Anyway, Tendo's walking slowly by because he doesn't want his tofu to be ruined. And there's this guy who steals Kagami's wallet. And then when Kagami chases him down, he pulls a knife on him. The knife almost slashes uh, Tendo's throat, and Kagami's angry that Tendo is just letting it all not phase him while um, Kagami is struggling to save Tendo's life in his perspective or from his perspective and his own life against this um, guy who would steal from you and then cut you. Uh, so it's a very, very interesting dynamic that I, I really don't understand. Um, I don't know why this show wants to make uh, Kagami its whipping boy. Like it just, it doesn't, it really doesn't make any sense. I, I have no idea who picked this direction for the story, what it means, what it could possibly mean in the future, why wasn't Tendo worried about his life, and then later on we see Tendo seeming to be distracted and worried by something, perhaps after the worm attack? I don't remember now. Watched it a couple hours ago, and that small detail has fled from my mind, uh, especially talking about all this other stuff. But uh, I don't know. Very interesting, very weird show. And I know this is a little bit of a general talk, but anyway, I'm going to stop now and move on to talking about design. I know I keep saying this, but the design is creepy and wonderful. Uh, the worms are just, oh, if you're looking at this, fingers in eye sockets and bared teeth. And I believe it, there are two walking legs that the worms have. And then they have two arms that they can move around. And then they have the two arms that are molded to their body, shoving their fingers into their eyes, um, which gives them six because they're insects. Now, ironically, the first one becomes a spider, which this is another instance of a spider kaiju, kaijin monster being the writer's first opponent. Um, there are different spiders, uh, different worms that transmute or whatever uh, into spiders in this episode, and they are all kind of uh, different in their coloration and things like that. But there's a generic worm body you can see, and uh, I don't know. It's very interesting. I love how creepy they are, how gross they are. Um, Kabuto's armor is also insect-based, or, you know, they're worms, and then you got Kabuto, you know, beetle fighting against them. And it has two versions. It has this heavily armored version that allows him to fight. He's not uh, super fast or anything, but he's got a gun and, like, a uh, blade weapon, and he looks really, really cool, and I love it. It's kind of like a space suit. He's got, like, these breathing tubes on his mask. I think it's a beautiful suit. There's an awesome shot of it that um, 
yeah, when he first transforms, he's got all this fog and haze and smoke around him, and he has all these bands on his arms, and then he does this thing where he casts off, and he becomes a sleeker version of that. Now, all of that comes from the Zector, like I was talking about before. He uh, tenderly uses the Kabuto Zector. He calls it to him. It flies. I don't know if it has wings or if it just has little rocket boosters or whatever, but anyway, then he sets it onto his belt, and then he transforms. And it's really cool. Seems like a very sleek little system. Although the face of it, I almost wonder if they're using the belt from Fi's, like underneath part, but that doesn't matter. And then he casts off his outer armor and then he gets the sleeker armor that's more red and beautiful. And it's like Kabuto's main form, really, the cast off. It, it, it almost mimics the worm's metamorphosis, which is interesting. And then the worms molt and they get this sleeker, more deadly, more powerful version. And that's kind of what Kabuto gets again. I'm showing right now the bike that he steals from Kagami or from Zekt or whatever. And uh, yeah, pretty fun. I like the design work on Kabuto a lot. We don't get a ton of it in this first episode, but what we do get is pretty cool. It's all sleek, very well put together. So the Master Rider system is is neat, and you got this uh, you know beetle bike or whatever that he rides to. Um, that's pretty fun. And like I said, I think uh, the way that his over armor and then that he casts it off is like the molting, how that parallels the worm. Just it's delicious. It's common ridery. I love it. This is a 35th anniversary show, so they might have been more conscious to make it uh, mirror stuff from the uh, the original show as much as they possibly could. So it's time to wrap this up. I'll try to be quick. Um, my overall thoughts on Kabuto, it's interesting. Um, I don't understand why Tendo is written the way he is and why Kagami is this whipping boy. And I, I basically kind of went all over this already. Uh, I like the idea of the Zekt organization of the worms. I think it's creepy and kind of scary how they can be anybody. And... Um, Anyway, it's interesting. Uh, I don't really, like, nobody's charmed me. I, I think Tendo's, there's some fun, cute things he's done. Uh, honestly, I kind of enjoy how much the uh, show dumps all over Kagami, which I mentioned earlier. Um, it's almost fun. I feel like there has to be a narrative objective to all of that. Um, but I don't, I don't know what it would be. Uh, Anyway, the scene I'm showing right here is where he gets the Zector to come all the way through the ground and find him underground to defeat the worm. Um, and it's just weird. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. And again, you know, Kagami's getting dumped on in these next few, uh, you know, screenshots you're going to see from the show. Um, like, I don't get it. I'm not, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Hiori's weird. I'm not really interested in seeing her story develop. Um, who knows how much we'll see of Masaki. Oh, the, the most intriguing thing, actually, to me. So, I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't rate Kabuto very highly off of these first two episodes. Let me put it that way. Um, but there is something really intriguing and really interesting to me, and it might be just be because of my history. Um, there is this man who talks about owls in front of vertical blinds, and uh, yeah... Anyway, I don't know who he is or what he's doing or what his point in the show is. I'm assuming he's a higher up at Zekt. Um, that's, I mean, first of all, this is a beautiful shot. Like, just look at the colors. The silhouette, uh, I think that's like some top-notch directing. So, good, uh, good work, Ishi um, Ishida. He didn't Nori Ishida, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not really grabbed by this show. I wanted to watch Hibiki more, uh, Kabuto, not so much. You know, could be good, but I don't know. Anyway, that's gonna be it. I am signing off. I was gonna say I'm standing by, but that's a it's a different show. I'm casting myself off. Anyway, that's it. 
Um, look forward to the next one. Uh, Ultraman, the anime, is coming out on Netflix very soon. If you like tokusatsu, I will be talking about that, reviewing it episode by episode. And uh, that's just going to come out a couple days after this.